welcome back to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass, and I'm with my friend and co-host Angela Donatio, and this month we are talking about depression. This sounds like a bummer topic, Angela, but so (laughs) needed, and we will be encouraged this month, I believe. Thank you, Denise. It's so great to be back. I was just thinking, as you said, we filter the gray world, and nothing makes our world look gray more than depression. Mm. So we really want to encourage our listeners today, whether you're going through just a brief season of depression or something that's turned into a chronic you know, situation, we believe some of these truths that we're going to share over the next couple of weeks will really encourage you. Mm, amen. The scripture focus for this episode is taken from Psalm 43, verse 5. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. You know, David was a man after God's own heart, and he struggled greatly with feelings of depression. But the operative word here is struggle. It is a fight. And sometimes with depression, you don't feel like you can fight. That's so true, Denise. You know, depression arises out of so many things, whether it's our circumstances or hardship or maybe the environment we're in, or sometimes it's a chemical imbalance. And the term depression that we are using today is inclusive of this wide spectrum of all things under this heading of depression. Mm -hmm. This can include feelings of discouragement or sadness, which are a normal part of living in this fallen world. I know I've struggled with that. I'm sure you have as well, Denise. Or it can range all the way to clinical depression. Now, Denise and I are not licensed counselors, but we are discussing this topic with you as sisters in Christ in the hopes of encouraging you today. Amen. You know, the the thing about that word depression, I remember sitting in different doctor's offices and they apply that label. Mm. I've had that label applied to me and you feel like you can't escape that label. Oh no, it's, it's happened to me, you know, Mm. but there is so much hope. You know, the doctors, they can sometimes think they know it all. No offense, doctors listening (laughs) today, but God is over everything and he's able to heal us. And sometimes we can take these labels and these terms and we can just feel defined by them. But finding victory over depression is it's made more dif- difficult by the stigma attached to depression. People can feel so isolated and lonely in their struggle with depression because it can be considered a sin or not legitimate or a weakness. But depression is real and it is a battle many of us will have to fight in this life. I've shared this before, but this quote by Jerry Falwell Sr. is one I come to again and again. It's, the measure of a man is what it takes to discourage him. My goodness, it can be a battle, and this life offers many occasions where we can be discouraged. If this battle with discouragement is not fought, it can turn into depression. Mm, That's so good, Denise. You know, as a pastor's wife, I was thinking, as you said, that even pastors and pastor's wives go through seasons of depression. You know, even recently, a young, uh, a young pastor, father of two, committed suicide after a season mm-hmm. of mental illness, and he just he just couldn't fight it, and it was it's just heartbreaking. And you know, even I was thinking, when you go to the doctor, you mentioned that. Remember those tests you would have, and they use a tongue depressor mm-hmm. and push down on your tongue and look in the back of your throat, and that. That word depressor or depression Mm. is that pressure that's put on Mm. you 
to the point where you just can't hardly bear up under it. And that's where that discouragement comes in. And then even the suicidal thoughts of, you know, I'll never get out from under this. Maybe it's better if I'm just not here, or maybe someone else is better off without me. That's the ultimate lie. And we want to help you to to get that pressure off of those pra- those pain points. And I'm, I'm picturing that tongue depressor pushing down on pain points in people's lives. And Jesus can lift that off. We don't have to live that way. That's a really frustrating way to live. Oh, that's so good. And you know, whenever I hear about someone losing the battle with mental health, Mm. my heart just grieves because it's the enemy won. Mm. He won in that person's life, or he thinks he did. If that person knows Christ and, you know, I just believe that they're going to heaven. You know, I think that uh, mental health is so hard to combat because it's not so visible, Mm. you know, and it is that pressure that you talk about. In my speaking ministry, I've seen this battle with depression as one of the biggest issues facing women today, but it is not just women impacted by depression. And when you have a loved one who suffers from depression, you can feel so powerless to help them. Healing depression is not just willpower or choosing happiness, but there's a piece of it that will require tenacity and perseverance. One of my daughters struggled greatly with depression, and I remember one day she asked me, Mom, why doesn't God just remove this depression? Why do I have to battle this? And I just, I wept with her that day, and I just wished I could take it from her. But depression is not like physical injuries. It is so hard to get to. But in that moment, as I wept with her and prayed with her, I said, you know, I don't know why. But I know none of this will be wasted. And I really believed that God was going to use her one day to help people recover and heal from depression. Sometimes our struggles don't make sense until we see how God uses them in our lives. I believe God is going to use you to heal many, is what I told my daughter. We just held one another. And over the years, because this took years, we wondered if this could be overcome. The Lord began to place it on my heart that she was going to have victory in this area of her life, and she felt it too, but it was a hard-won victory. She needed to choose joy, yes, but not just the emotion of joy. She had to choose to rule her emotions and to find a joy that this world could not defeat. Ultimately, she faced depression head-on, and she beat it after an active six-year battle. This does not mean that the battle does not rise again, but she learned how to beat depression, and we're going to share on this episode and the next episode common stumbling blocks that lead to depression and how to counter them and overcome. Mm, Thank you, Denise, for sharing her story. And man, when something goes on for so long, that is discouraging in and of itself, Mm -hmm. and it's draining. But to know that there is victory on the other side of it, sometimes it's victory through it. You know, Grace said, I mean, Paul said to to God, you know, why won't you take this from me? Almost the same prayer. Yeah. And mm. and God said, in that case, you know, my grace is sufficient for you, even mm. in weakness, which is, you know, we always want the instant fix. Take this away. I don't want to deal with this, whether it's physical pain or mental illness or whatever it might be. But even in those, in, in her case, six-year battles, to know that grace is always sufficient for us. And I'm just excited to dive in Amen. and share these principles today. And, you know, I went through a season of, of borderline depression after my second um, bout with nearly losing my life. That was in 2003. And the, the 
went on and on trying to find a diagnosis and then several weeks in the hospital, then major surgery from a life-threatening disorder called superior mesenteric artery syndrome. And then after the surgery, it was many, many months of recovering. Mm-hmm. And should I have a feeding tube? And I couldn't keep food down and I would go to work and then I would throw up all day and I felt like I couldn't take care of my kids. And you know that feeling of failure mm-hmm. and feeling like I'm worthless and mm-hmm. am I, do I have any value? That really, when you're stripped of what you think is bringing value to the world, that can really lead to depression and discouragement. It was just a season, and I got on the other side of it, but during that season, it was dark. It was a very dark tunnel, and maybe some of you are feeling that tunnel this morning, and and as we're sharing this or wherever you're listening today, and just Mm -hmm. know that you, you will get through it, and God is not abandoning you, and you are not going through it alone. Amen. If you get nothing else from this episode, His grace is sufficient mm-hmm. for you. And that was the conclusion that Deborah came to. Mm-hmm. And then at a women's conference, when I had her share her testimony, tons of women coming up saying, if God can do it for her, wow. He can do it for me. And so it came true what was on my heart that He was going to use her because she was going to push through the other mm-hmm. side, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was His grace that was so sufficient. My prayer is that God will use these truths that we're going to share in this episode and the next one, found in God's Word and lived out by experience, that people suffering from depression listening right now would know that there is hope for you. You do not have to be imprisoned by depression anymore. I know sometimes it can be scary to even hope in that possibility. Healing can be difficult, but we have a God of hope who is able to help us in all things, and nothing is too difficult for Him. Amen, Denise. And I just know that these principles are going to be life-changing for so many of us today. And thank you for sharing your story, your daughter's story, and encouraging our listeners to push through and find hope on the other side and find healing. Yes. You know, back to that doctor's office, I still, it's like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this happened a couple times for me, and it was during severe times of testing and hardship. And so sometimes you can have depression that is more circumstantial. It's it's based on what is going on around you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's something completely beyond your control. And there is this almost helpless feeling, you know, like I talked about earlier, like this label you feel stuck with. But in that moment, I decided right then and there, that's not going to be the end of it for me. I'm going to fight. But the hard thing about depression is your own mind is fighting against you. And so you have to have this sense of not fighting in the flesh, but fighting in the spirit, getting into the word. So let's get to fighting this monster together, shall we? In our list of common things that contribute to or can cause depression, our mindsets is a fitting start. Depression begins and ends in our own mind. Our struggle with different mindsets can cause us to give in to melancholy or depressive mindsets because they are often strongholds and so difficult to encounter. So here are a couple of verses to help in this battle of the mind. The cause is, we look at Proverbs 4.23, it says, Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Mm. This is the struggle. Our emotions can be so powerful, and when we don't recognize the negative or depressive mindsets at work, they can run our life. The cure is, but God's Word holds a promise for us when we are overwhelmed with depressive thoughts. Isaiah 26.3 says, You keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because He trusts in you. 
Now, this is not simple because we are in a spiritual battle. And hear this, depression is a spiritual matter. You are not in sin if you suffer with depression, but we can face depression and master it. We can affect the thoughts running through our minds. Oh, that's so good, Denise. I was thinking this week, I listened to a podcast by Stephen Furtick. His message was, I caught a thought. It was his message last Mm -hmm. Sunday. And that scripture from Proverbs that our thoughts are so powerful. And before we ever have a feeling or these feelings of depression, some of it is clinical, some of it is, you know, a chemical, but there's also so much power that we give to our thought life. And if we can focus on that, what are our thoughts saying to us? Are our thoughts lying to us? Are we believing mm-hmm. those lies that lead to depression? And that leads us to our ma- second major contributor to depression, which is spiritual oppression. It's an attack of the enemy. Look at 1 Peter 5, verse 7 through 9. It reveals some of this oppression we are under, and it tells us what to do. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. What should we do? Verse 8, be alert and of sober mind. That's the, the thoughts we're talking about. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing these same kind of sufferings. Doesn't that say right there, Denise, we're not alone. Mm. So that lie right away that I'm the only person who feels this way, no one understands that that shroud of isolation that we're under, Mm. you're not alone. And the Bible tells us you're going to have anxiety, but here's what to do with it. So our cure is we are in the year of the Lord's favor. We do not have to remain in spiritual oppression. And even when we don't even know what to pray, our Savior intercedes for us. I love that about Him. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 61, verse 2 and 3. This is in Jesus' perspective. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that it is the time of the Lord's favor, and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, to all who face depression, to all who are struggling with these feelings, He will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning. Festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, right thinking, right mindset, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for His own glory. He wants to use you for His own glory, even in these mindsets that that fight against us and against Him. He can deliver us from those places. Oh, so good. I mean, when you think about... The very struggle that we despise, that we don't mm-hmm. want to encounter, that that, even that, can be turned into something beautiful mm-hmm. that God will use for His glory. We can be downcast and the enemy cease to deceive us by creating doubt, despair, and confusion in those moments. The KJV translation for the verses you shared in Isaiah 61 mentions depression as a spirit of heaviness. Mm-hmm. This is what depression is such a heavy burden of oppression. And what makes it so hard is these thoughts of depression come from a corrupt heart, which is our third complication in this road to freedom from depression. Our hearts are deceitful. We are plunged into mental turmoil as our accuser accuses us and throws us into confusion, and then our own hearts Mm -hmm. join in. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful, above all things and beyond cure, by the way. (laughs) So who can understand it? So while we are battling all these thoughts, our heart and our own brain are throwing unbiblical thinking into the mix, Mm -hmm. plunging us further down into depression. But God, feelings are not facts and faith instructs our feelings. 
It can be so hard to combat strong emotions, but we see a cure in Scripture. If anybody could have been depressed, it was Nehemiah, Mm. called to build a wall and under extreme attack for doing so. But he kept building. Nehemiah 8.10 is for us today, too. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Our joy cannot be tied to this world, and our hearts will try to get us fixed on temporary emotions, but there is a firm joy that the world cannot take away. It's the joy of the Lord. We find this joy as we stay fixed on His Word and rely on Him for joy and what He's done for us instead of our own hearts. Mm, That's so great, Denise. You know, this brings us to our number four, kind of in our list of things that can cause depression and the cures for it, and that's misplaced hope. Can you imagine building a wall and you're just facing opposition on all sides? And some of you feel like you're trying to rebuild a life or rebuild these thought patterns that have become so destructive or these feelings of our heart deceiving us. So, you know, that building or rebuilding is exhausting and we can we can lose our hope in that. Mm. So when we misplace our hope or we hope in things or outcomes, we get disappointed. Maybe the outcome doesn't turn out the way we want. Instead of putting our hope in Christ, this will leave us discouraged every single time. This world was not meant to be our joy or hope, but still we have to learn how to navigate these hard circumstances and to overcome by the word of God. And the root behind that is, is unmet expectations. Like we just said, we put our we tether our hope to an outcome. Mm. And then when that doesn't happen, our, our expectations are not met. We become so disappointed and we give up hope. But Romans 5, 5 says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. Another translation says, hope does not disappoint when people do and situations do. So when we hope for certain outcomes and we can be given to discouragement when it does not happen. But when we have disappointments in this life, and we will, we can feel shame and we can lose our hope. People will disappoint us in this life. That's just fact. Mm -hmm. But if you live with this feeling that you don't want to be disappointed, you will be disappointed. (laughs) So we have to be okay. We have to find a way to live with disappointment and not be be ruled by it and not be derailed by it. Mm -hmm. So our cure for this is Proverbs 10, 28, the hope of the righteous is joy. But the expectation, what are we putting our expectation in, of the wicked comes to nothing. So our hope and our joy needs to be tethered to who Jesus is. Join us next week as we continue this list. And we pray that as you, if you're facing depression right now and you feel like you don't understand, I want you to know your Savior understands. And we have hope here for you. And listen in next week. The raw truth is that depression is real, but so is our God. The radical grace is when we face depression, God meets us at that place and gives us grace to overcome. And the real hope is, as Corey Ten Boom articulated for us, there is no pit so deep that God's love cannot reach. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. 